one. Folks, we are back for another episode of DDZ, and we're going to be breaking down the Champions League. But guess what? College basketball is back, so there's a ton of action today. I'm your host, Ty B, and I'll be joined by Meerkat. But first, a shout-out to our sponsor, Pause Electric. Give them a call, 716-698-2711 today. They can help with any commercial or residential electrical project, no matter how big or small. They'll do it all. Again, 716-698-2711. Meerkat, we got to talk about it. Absolute fire on Tuesday. 5-0 and for you. We were all over it. We said it could be all chalk. I was nervous about one game, but it ended up being all chalk, every favorite one. Yeah, we were talking about it. I'm like, it feels like there might be some rat traps, but honestly – it just feels like chalk. You, you sent me the gift earlier, chalk zone. That's exactly what today was. There were some pretty favorable lines if you were willing to lay some units down on the juice, which we did if you tailed, and we had a great day. The, the dart, two hitting that over hits in the Zenit game, over two and a half hits in the 25th minute. It's just a great day. I love Champions League football. Oh, there's nothing better than Champions League football, so we'll get it started there as we have more soccer action carrying us through. I think I'm going to start here. One of these closer lines, you got Inter versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid, a lot of injuries right now. Uh, Benzema's out, Jovic is out, Militao's out, Ordiazola, Ramos, and Valverde all out for them. It's going to be tough for them, especially without your two biggest name strikers in Jovic and Benzema. I think, you know, I'm giving Inter, you know, the leg up in this one. They've struggled a bit to win, but I'm going to stay away from the money line on this. I'm going to take the both teams to score in that Inter-Real Madrid game. It's been happening a ton in Inter's games. The same thing with Real Madrid. So, I like that play, and I'm going with the Liverpool-Atlanta game as well. I like that one. They have a lot of goals. You see both those games over-unders at three and a half. I think you'll get – you just need four teams to score. That's all you need, and you got even money. I I like overs tomorrow. I'm feeling overs. You were talking about that uh, Real Inter matchup, though. It's a game I was going a bit back and forth on, which is never good. I probably should just avoid it. But after really going over it, I'm going with Real here, plus 225. The value there is just screaming to me. I I always chase those big numbers for teams I like. And both of these teams are in a super weird spot right now. Three and four in their group. Uh, Four points in the group for Real. Inter only two points without a win so far. Two draws. You hate to see it. And I don't know, Real won last game three to two. They didn't look absolutely dominating. It took a late goal from Rodrigo to win it. But my guts, this is a gut play almost. I'm going with Real. Inter's lost three of their last four games in Europe to Real too. And seven of the eight uh, games uh, under Zidane for Real, they've beaten uh, Italian teams. They, you know... It feels like a trap line, too. You know, they give Inter there. Inter's got their backs against the wall, but I'm taking the value with Real. Yeah, I, I don't fault you on that one. I'm, I'm I'm just worried for them about those injuries. Like I said, 
But both teams have scored in seven of Real Madrid's last seven Champions League games. So I'm just throwing out another fact for myself. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's why I'm. That's we got so many interesting lines in here. Some of those bigger lines, and then you have two of the closer games. It's tough. It's a, it's real tough because Inter has struggled even in Serie A, but so has Real Madrid lately. After uh, I think they failed to win their last two in this uh, La Liga since the last Champions League um, games. So I, I don't know. Neither team's looking great. But on to my next play. I'm going to go with a Man City Ajax and Atletico Parlay plus 103. I'm just I'm, I'm trusting that the chalk is still going to come in on those big favorites. Ajax have been scoring a ton of goals this year, especially in the Champions League. They should be able to run it up on Mitch Tillin. I'd like at Letico. They've been playing pretty well um, to win against Locomotive, especially being at home. That's a big difference rather than traveling to Russia. And then Man City against Olympiacos. That's all you got to say. Man City, baby. Hopefully, you know, get your starters out there, get Raz out there, get them guys out there going early for a big Man City win. So we don't have to sweat out that parlay like I had to in two of mine yes, yesterday, a 95th minute winner, 92nd minute winner. Ooh, give me that cash. Yeah, yesterday was a sweat for sure. Did you say you were already on that Liverpool Atlanta over too? Or is that a uh, part of one both of your parlays? Both yeah. teams to score. Oh, both teams to score. All right. Well, I'm on that over. Just throwing a unit on it. But you look at last game, it was 5 nothing Liverpool. You got to think Atlanta is going to be pissed and looking to bounce back. Their last three games on the road in the Champions League, too, they have at least three goals as a team. I don't see them shutting out Liverpool today after, you know, Liverpool's recent performance. And, at least four goals in all of Atlanta's uh, Champions League so far this game. So I like that. And you were just talking about City. You had a parlay with them. I don't usually give out, you know, these big three-unit plays, but I'm giving out a Vegas Dave three-unit play for today. Man City, minus one. Bayern, minus one. It's about minus 130 there. little parlay. You went over City. They're just a great team. They're going to roll out their best squad, even though they're already 3-0 in this Champions League. They've only allowed one goal so far. They beat Olympiacos 3-0 last game. And Bayern, my favorite team in the world to bet. They got 14 straight Champions League wins. Their last game against Salzburg, they won 6-2. I mean, this Champions League, they've been absolutely dominant. 12 goals, 4-3 against Salzburg not looking great. Minus five goal differential without a win so far. I'm laying the hammer on that. I think both of these teams win by more than one. But in case they just win, you get a little push action on one half. You win the other half, even though it'll be heavy juice. That's why we're laying the heavy units. I'm going right back to that game. We talked about this yesterday. These over-unders, you have one at four and a half. You have three more at three and a half. And then the three that are two of the three that are at two and a half heavy juice towards the over at minus 155 and minus 162, respectively. So I think we're going to see lots of goals. And speaking of a game where we could see a lot of goals, Bayern 
and Red Bull Salzburg. I'm going with the over four and a half plus 107. Sorry, Al. Joe Q Public <laughs> and Degenerate Al are going to see this game and they're going to hammer the under. Like, no way. This is going over four and a half. This is a soccer game. There's no goals in soccer. Yeah, there's goals in soccer. You brought it up six to two the last time these two teams played. Bayern have been scoring at an incredible clip, especially lately and in the Champions League. They've been phenomenal. And you look at Red Bull Salzburg, they have some guys who can score some goals. I really, really love Dominic Soboslai. I think he's one of the best young players in the entire world. If you don't know him, you better learn. He's phenomenal. And another guy, Mergum Barisha, he's been scoring a whole bunch of goals. He opened the scoring the last time these two teams scored. I like the over four and a half. Call me crazy, Meerkat. I thought about it. I, I just can't do it. Over-unders have been so bad to me lately. But Bayern, you saw them score six themselves last game. They're scoring four a game in the Champions League right now. It's definitely not out of the question. I think we see a ton of goals across the whole board tomorrow. It's going to be a great day for Champions League. It's. I'm happy I got the three screens set up because we're going to have Champions League on one screen, uh, college basketball on the other, middle screen, you know, score updates, everything going on. It's going to be wild. Oh, I can't wait. You got anything else in soccer, Meerkat? Uh, I'm good on soccer. All right. Well, let's get into college basketball. My first play, I'm going to go with Toledo plus three and a half, taking on the Bradley Braves. Bradley has won the their conference tournament the past two seasons, but lose their uh, leading scorer, Daryl Brown, and their third leading scorer, Nate Cannell, both guards. So they lose a lot of their front court. They're also losing their starting center, Cock Barr. And their only guard that returns average 7.2 points per game. Elijah Childs is very good. 6'7 senior should be able to do a lot. Averaged almost nine rebounds last year too. I believe was second team all conference last year. But you look at what Toledo brings back as opposed to them. You're going to have a lot of guys stepping into key roles for Bradley who haven't necessarily been in those roles before. I like what Toledo has in uh, seniors, Marianne Jackson and Spencer Littleson. Uh, Jackson averaged almost 20 points per game last year and hit 99 three-point field goals. This guy can absolutely light it up. Littleson also in the double digits. And they have another guard in the backcourt who was a member of the All-Mac freshman team last year, Keyshawn Saunders, who should step into a much bigger role for them this year. Bradley won last year in this matchup and won quite handedly. But if you look at, you know, the differences in these teams now, I think you can see this Toledo team really taking a big step forward here in a game against Bradley where they're going to have to figure a lot of things out. They have some transfers. So does Toledo, um, a bunch of Juco guys who could be stepping in right away. Uh, Jonathan Camogan and Cedric Milner. So I think, I, I'm I'm going with Toledo, and I might even put a little bit on the money line there at plus 140. I like Toledo as a squad. I'm I'm going to play tomorrow's board safe. Only got two plays. I think you said you only had a couple plays too. It's 
you want to see how college basketball plays out. You got so many moving pieces, guys leaving, coaches changing, recruits coming in, so much happening. It, before you go crazy, it's nice to see things go. My first play, though, I'm going in on a team that I love, my favorite college basketball team. I've been keeping up with what's going on over there. Michigan minus 14 against Bowling Green. It's a lot of points, but Bowling Green is not good. And Michigan is. Michigan had lost a couple guys, but they got some huge transfers. They got a guard, Mike Smith from uh, Columbia. He's a smaller guy, 5'11", but he averaged almost 23 a game. He shot like 48% from the field. Gets a lot of assists, a lot of steals. He's a really active, physical player. Uh, guy for a small guy but really athletic another guy Chandri Brown another guard but this time he's 6'5 he's a big dude really efficient shooter um 12 points a game uh but six rebounds a game for you know they say he's a shooting guard he's kind of more of a combo two three but these are big guys to bring in plus they have one of the top recruiting classes in the country so we'll see how those guys come in and adjust and uh you know Juwan Howard wasn't great in his first season as head coach last year. I think he settled in after a 10 and 10 Big Ten record, which not great. He's going to want to come out hot against a team like Bowling Green, who went 10 and 21 last year, just 3 and 15 in the MAC. Bowling Green doesn't have a great offense. Michigan's defense is ranked 30th in Ken Palm right now. I think Michigan wins by 20 plus. Oh, yeah. I think they should. Talking about another team where I'm going to talk about a big Ken Palm number. I'm going with the Oklahoma State Cowboys minus six and a half at UT Arlington starting on the road is never easy for a team that's going to have a lot of freshmen, but UT Arlington's only going to be allowed to have 500 fans in attendance. Oklahoma State has the highest ranked ever point guard by 247 sports coming in. Cade Cunningham, six foot eight as a point guard the guy is absolutely phenomenal potential number one pick next year and he chose to go to Oklahoma State yes this team lost a lot of starters they've won 11 of their or eight of their last 11 big 12 games last year some experience coming in with some guys off the bench plus you return junior Isaac Leakley who led the team and um in assists 4.5 per game also had five and a half rebounds per game and almost two steals. He played with Cade Cunningham in the USA basketball team, winning the U19 FIBA uh, gold medal. So they, these guys already have some chemistry together. So it's not like they're just going out and playing their first games out there. They also had that number four recruiting class. So you bring in other guys, four-star guard, Rondell Walker, Also, Matthew Alexander Moncrief and Donovan Williams are some other names to look out as true freshmen to step up in that game. Arlington is a team, though, very disciplined, didn't take a ton of fouls last year, top 40 in assist to turnover ratio um, and fewest turnovers per game and assists per game. But I think they're just not going to have enough firepower. They don't have the skill or talent. I think they're going to get run off their own floor. Ken Palm has this game as a 17-point differential. I'm riding with the numbers. I'm hammering Oklahoma State. I don't understand this line at all, so I'm just going to take the free money. 
Yeah, that's a weird line, especially with what Oklahoma State has going on. <laughs> Six foot eight at point guard. It's a new breed. You love to see it. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, my next college basketball play, I'm going to lay the points again on another big team that I like. Villanova minus 14 against Boston College. Villanova has a great recruiting class coming in. I hate that they lost Sadiq Bay. He went 19th to the Pistons, a guy I thought could have been a lottery pick, no questions asked. So it's a big loss, but we'll see how these new guys come in. They're still returning some key players, and you look how they finished last year. They were 24-7 and on the season, but they won seven of the last eight games. You look at BC, how they finished last year, lost their last six, two teams that – Momentum heading in the opposite directions with the teams that, you know, didn't see a ton of turnover. Nova is reloaded, though, for everyone. They did lose. BC didn't have a great recruiting class. Uh, They lost two of their best scores last year, two of their double-digit scores on a team that was already 320th in the nation out of 350 in scoring at 64.5 points a game. I think Nova shuts them down. I don't see BC scoring much at all. And I can, I, you know, I don't see Nova scoring a hundred points by any means with how they run their team, but I love the 14 points there. Like with Michigan, same exact number. I think they can win by 20 at least pretty easily. I'm not sure of the Ken Palm on this one, but love to hear it. Meerkat can't wait to see what the darts going to pick in college basketball tomorrow. Going to be action all day long i believe what time does it start let's see first game at noon and you got yep. games tipping off all the 11 a.m actually 30 11 yeah east tennessee state and Albion christian i mean who wants to turn in for, for that but yeah this one it's listed as 11 here wow it's gonna be phenomenal we're gonna have college basketball keeping us rolling with tons of action throughout the season. The dart's going to be all over it, too. A new sport for the dart to pick, so that's always oh, yeah. fun to see how it's going to do. Meerkat, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Big, big day. Just buckle in, strap up. Let's get some free money, load up for some Thanksgiving football bets. Oh, absolutely. Got to get that bankroll up. I think we did our part in helping everyone's bankroll after the weekend. If you had that Sunday slaughter, we got it back up. Let's get it going on Wednesday. Let's keep improving it. Keep those units trending in the right direction. Crush your bookies. Crush the creek. I don't care what it is. Get those bets in and get that free money. Good night now.